a friend of mine asked me, they're like, hey, like I'm supposed to film some porn on Friday. Mm-hmm. Would you want to film some porn with us? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, well, fuck yeah. Like, I mean, of course I do. It's, I've been quarantined for so long. <laughs> and as like kinky as Alexis is, like, you know, there's a difference between you and your partner just fooling around and like mm. having like two people dom you in like a scene scene, right? Yeah. Like it's just not a thing that's easily obtainable for me. Yeah. And so like after, you know, sussing out all the pertinent safety information about like how exposed they've been and like what all their yeah. risk factors are. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking super down to like film this scene. Uh-huh. So I went uh, over to uh, this person's house. They're a pro dom and, uh, you know, I'd met them before, but only briefly like once. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of like hung out and like got to know each other for a second. Right. And then <laughs> the scene I did, it was like a dream come true for me. Cause it's like one of those fetishes that I've always had, but it's always been just something I could only masturbate to online through erotica. I've never mm-hmm. actually got the chance to put myself in that headspace. Wait, hold, g- give me a hint. I, I, there's, there's no <laughs> <trying to> guess. <laughs> really, really dumb, really empty, really uh, vapid. You being a doll? Kind of. You being one of these, yeah, or bimbification yes, type things? Yes, a yeah. bimbo. Okay. So the, the scene was me showing up. Like I, I wanted to go to bimbo school. Like, you know, I wanted to be taught how to be a bimbo, but they... What, what country just offers that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the American school system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like a North Korean <laughs> bimbo school. Bimbofication school. Mm-hmm. I would love that. So that was kind of like the loose scene. It was all, it was shot very kind of on the fly and loosely, right? It's not like a 30 minute video with a lot of great plot. It's just like... We established this as like, you know, to give the scene movement, like, why are we doing these things, you know? Um, And so (laughs) the idea was that I wanted to go to bimbo school. And so I show up for like my admissions, like interview, right? Uh And they have to see if I have like the stuff, right? Okay, so it's like one of those audition tapes. It's kind of like a casting couch, a bimbo (laughs) casting couch. But for being a bimbo, yeah. Yeah. Casting couch, but for all, (laughs) then the next step is, okay. Because it did. It started on this like really cool looking uh, vintage couch. It's like yellow velvet uh-huh. vintage couch. Um, and like, so and my friend, uh, fuck, Jane, I'm going to call her Jane because that's okay. what her poor name is now, I guess. Um, yeah. She just changed, had to change it recently. But so, but so Jane is like the number one like head bimbo at this school. And so she's there to like receive me and like, to give me an initial kind of look over before like the headmaster shows up, mm-hmm. um, who is our played by my other Dom friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we like, you know, <laughs> she, I, I'm sitting there on the couch, like being try, trying to like act like I had never acted in porn before I've made porn, but it's always just like me getting fucked yeah, or like yeah. me being like a slutty bitch. Right. Mm-hmm. I've never had a role before. And so I'm like trying to act nervous and shit. And, like, uh, my friend Jane comes in and sits down. She's just like, you know, so you want to go to bimbo school? Oh, well, we this we can't do. We can't have the headmaster see like this. So I'm just going to go ahead and take these and, like, takes my glasses off. And then she starts, mm-hmm. like, fixing my face up with extra makeup, mm-hmm. like, to, like, to look, extra, look, yeah. you know, make me a little more bimbo-y. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the headmaster comes in and just, like, 
this was the, this was the part where it began to click that I was about to do a thing that I'd never done before. Mm-hmm. Like it's different to get off to the idea of being a bimbo mm-hmm. and versus like just trying to go to into a bimbo-y headspace. Yeah. Bimbo. Well, yeah. I mean, of course, to me, that's like the whole point of any of this, this stuff is to to be that character. I wouldn't want to just like go through the motions. Yeah. But but even like when I'm reading erotica online or, or you mm-hmm. know, if I'm looking at different like bimbo kind of porn or you, even if I'm doing hypnosis stuff where I'm like kind of like doing a little bit of self-hypnotism to feel that like bimboiness. I'm still the one running the scene, so my brain is still turned on. You mm. know, I can't fully slip into being a bimbo yeah. if I'm having to like navigate porn also pages. And, yeah. yeah, but I didn't think about that being the truth until I'm there in that moment, yeah. and it clicks. And I was like, okay, like here we go. Like this, I'm going to play this fucking game with myself. Yeah, and just let my head go and really be like a nervous girl who wants to be a bimbo, but is a little bit in over her head. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, they, like, you know, stood me up and, like, you know, took my shirt up, like, pulled my shirt up above my tits and, like, inspected my boobs mm-hmm. and were, like, talking about my boobs. And it was just so nice to be objectified. And then, like, they made me, like, pull my pants down and, like, I got corrected because I didn't shimmy my hips enough. So, I had to pull my pants back up and shimmy my hips when I, like, mm-hmm. you know, pull them down because bimbo's always, you know, you have to make everything sexy. Yeah. Um, and it, it was a weird moment. It was also the first time we're, like... Because we didn't talk about language a whole lot before we started. And, like, mm-hmm. it's a pretty, it, it's you know, it's a hip queer cast, right? Everybody yeah. in there fucks everybody kind mm-hmm. of thing. Everybody's pretty queer. But uh, I could tell uh, in the middle of this, like, decided, like, she was going to talk about my dick. But hadn't been like, hey, do you mind if we call your dick your dick? Or, like, yeah. what do you prefer? Like, your genitals being called, right? I mean know you well enough to know that you talk about your dick and stuff um yeah but i don't know and and like with the bimbo thing like dick kind of isn't the go-to word like dicks are like clits in a lot of ways right like they call them like clits because you're being turned into a bimbo and so it's like taking away the anything like vaguely masculine about it right right but but yeah yeah, but dick bimbo yeah, I know, but so, but she called my dick my clit for the first time. First time, like oh. I've never had someone actually call it that. Uh-huh. Um, in, in like a moment where I couldn't be like, "Hey, I really don't like my dick being called a clit." Yeah, but in that moment, I did like it because I didn't like it. I liked that I didn't like it. Like it, I liked the stripping away of the things that I prefer. Yeah, in substitute of like this new person I was being made to become. Uh huh. So it was really hot. It's your clit now. My name is Clit. Never mind. You know what it is, my clit now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's where like the first like scene part ended. And then they cut, uh, you know, to the second part, which is where I'm like being fully inspected and tested out, mm-hmm. which is like where I posted that picture of, which is like, I'm like, got my arms like tied above my yeah. head. Like there's a bar spreading them out and a chain holding the bar to this ceiling. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, in the picture I've got clothes on, but in the video I yeah. you know, eventually stripped naked. And that was another new thing. They just like completely rubbed my body down with oil. Mm-hmm. They had like this rose scented oil and they oh, were like, I love rose scented. Mm. yeah, it was so nice. And like, they like, you know, lathered me up and like, we're playing with my boobs and like my dick 
and like eventually started like slapping my boobs and things like that, which I'd never had done before really either. Mm -hmm. And like, it was the hardest they've ever been slapped. And it was like one of those moments where I felt really proud of myself for being able to know myself well enough that like, even though this was happening in a way that had never happened before, I knew I didn't need to freak out about it. Like I was still within my comfort zone, even though like my boundaries were being pushed in a Mm -hmm. good way. And I I just had a really proud moment of like looking at myself and my like sexual, sexual life and development up until that point being like, yeah, you're putting all of your skills to work right now. Like all of your mental, emotional preparation, all of your knowing yourself, being okay, being a moderately decent improv (laughs) actor, right? Uh, to the test and it was like kind of beautiful uh, to have happen it like it really helped me relax and slip into that role like I for the first time knew that things were gonna be thrown at me that I probably wasn't on board with because it's being made for porn it's not like my scene yeah it's the scene that people want to watch and I'm okay with that Mm-hmm. usually in situations like that, I'm a pretty stringent, like, look, I've got my limits and my limits are my limits. And I make sure to like talk about all that beforehand. Yeah. This time I didn't really do that. And it was kind of a bit intentional because I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to be a stick in the mud. And I also kind of wanted to trust myself Yeah. and trust my ability to weather some stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, once it started happening, I was just like, I don't know, I was really proud yeah, of my I mean, ability of the, to be in that situation. I mean, unless you're just like not telling me some stuff, it's like none of that stuff sounds like out of the realm of stuff that you would do or let be done to you or whatever. No, but it's like slapping my tits or a thing because like, you know, with having them being growing all the time, like yeah. they're, sometimes they're so sore, I want to cry if they get touched, yeah. you know? Um, not as much anymore, but that's definitely a thing, you right. know? So just like impact play on my boobs isn't, yeah yeah, high high up on my list or like having my face slapped you know like i'm not into having my face slapped and my face got slapped you know getting spanked with canes i I knew those hurt really badly yeah but in this next scene like i got spanked with a cane there's something about when you are like working where yeah it feels like yeah you're earning your you know what i mean like you're doing your job you know yeah and it was fulfilling because if someone's doing something sexually and the idea is that this interaction is for y'all's pleasure then it's not only something you like don't like or dislike but it's also like kind of a disrespect of the contract of what we're there for whereas Mm -hmm. if you're doing it because y'all are collaborating and working together on this thing then yeah you get to like feel that kind of like yeah doing sex work yeah like it feel yeah that that's its own reward yeah it was incredibly fulfilling um but yeah so they inspected me and like touched my dick a bunch and then they're like all right well we should see you know we should try her out mm-hmm. and so uh my friend jane started fucking me with like a strap on and like it was just so hot to like be like tied there and really be able to like give in and like let my arms sink and like arch my back and throw myself into her as mm-hmm. like they're encouraging me like you're like you know come on like ride that dick like this is going to be your new life like for for 10 hours a day every day all you're going to be doing is fucking and sucking dick that's the only purpose you have and like Mm -hmm. it was in that moment that i really kind of started to sink into that like bimboy headspace and be able just to like drop into it yeah it didn't feel as familiar i could because we were cutting in between like scenes and so like i would come back out and be normal but after that part it was just so much easier for me 
now that I'd kind of cleared a little bit of a path out into that headspace to just go straight back into it. Mm -hmm. And so they like fucked me for a while. But then the finale of it all, I was super excited about because it was also something that I'd never done. Uh, I got fucked with a fucking machine before. Oh, yeah. Like, like, you know, on a... I thought you had done that before, huh? No. No, I've never been fucked by a fucking machine. Um, You know, I mean, I've been fucked by machines, like Mm -hmm. vibrators and things, but like... Right. Stuff with some engines in it, but not a... (laughs) Yeah, not a full... Not a full dildo on the end of a thing that's just like... Yeah. Or whatever, what, but like, but it had like variable speeds. I would take it. And yeah, uh, the it you know it started off where they were like, all right, now we really need to you know test you out, really see what you can do. Mm-hmm. And so like, uh, it was hot. I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know I had that good control with my asshole. But like, there was you know a dildo on the end of the fucking machine, and I was able just to like slide myself back onto the dildo without having to like use my hands to guide it or like part my cheeks or anything. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just like. And like they made a comment, they're like, "Oh, somebody's been practicing." And I was like, "I have." My whole life. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Thank you for noticing. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so like, I, yeah, I slide back on this fucking machine, and they start slow, and you know, eventually they're gonna work it up until I like can't take it anymore and come. Uh-huh. That's the idea. That's the finale. But uh, did this thing where they balanced like a cane on my back you know they're like hold your back straight so they you know, like you have to keep this cane balanced on your back you know mm-hmm. don't let that like you know fall off and like i was trying so hard but then i forgot and i like wanted to arch my back in the opposite direction yeah. to like lean into the fucking machine more because it right. felt good and as soon as i did it fell off and they were like uh and i was just like fuck mm-hmm. god damn it i was like bad bimbo bad <laughs> But then I got a spanking with a cane while getting fucked by this fucking machine. Damn. And like my friend Jane was like randomly playing with my dick and it was just so fucking hot. There was this moment too because like the dildo that we were using was a little weirdly shaped. Like it was like swooped upwards and like I couldn't ride it as hard as I wanted without it pushing in at a hard, weird angle. Yeah. But it was kind of that moment for like, I felt like I was, you know, I'm working. So like, I'm going to figure out how to make this work. Right. And yeah. how to, you know, not stop the scene and rechange everything. So I think I can make it be good. And I kind of like the challenge of working with things while the camera is rolling and yeah. making it seem seamless. Mm-hmm. And so like, it kept slipping out of me, but like in the middle of the scene, Without w- while pretending it was still fucking me, I would find it with my asshole and slip it back yeah, in. Uh-huh. I was like, "That's some fucking you can't you can't teach that. That's a natural skill, <laughs> you know." Well, like, I don't know. I feel like you've probably had a lot of practice, um, <laughs> so it's really this is not a good experiment to control those variables. Uh, it was so much fun. I did, the machine did break twice while fucking me, and even though I don't think it was directly my fault, yeah. I like to think I, I fucked that machine. So uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I rode that dick so good. It fucking this has broke. never happened before. <laughs> I swear on it, this has never happened. It was um, great. We well, am. Yeah. It was like such a refreshing experience to like be in like a dungeon and be in a kinky place and be around people who are like who are sex workers who it's not weird to talk about what we're about to do and Mm. like after you know filming porn it's not it's it's not like hanging out with normies where we all have to like suddenly sit and like feel through everybody's feelings and like this is Mm. like some big new revelatory experience that we have to like 
you know, mm-hmm. help each other through, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to show up. We're going to film some foot stuff at the first. Then we're going to do the bimbo scene. Then we're going to do some por- pussy torture shit afterwards. Then we're all going to hang out and smoke a blunt and talk about where to get food. Yeah. It, the, the normalcy of it <laughs> yeah. felt so refreshing, I guess. It, that's what was so nice about it was that mm-hmm. it wasn't a thing. Right. And it I missed that. Like a, it sounds like a, a perfect day for you. It was. Sex work, blunt, food. (laughs) (laughs) Where's that t-shirt? Yeah, where's that t-shirt? Sex work, blunt, food, repeat. (laughs) But... Replace all those tacos and margarita shirts. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous vagina person. And we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to get in contact with us or follow us, you can find us on Instagram at genderfluidspodcast. On Twitter, we're at genderfluidspod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon under genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Well, can I, yeah, go ahead. Can we talk to this thing? That I don't know if I want to add in here or not, what? but it's a thought I've had. Okay. So I've been, I feel weird saying that I do sex work hmm. and, and, or calling myself a sex worker. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel that and even saying it to you, but I feel like there's like just a distinction in the way you use it because there's kind of like being a sex worker where that's maybe your main thing, your identity. And then there's also like people who sometimes do sex work, um, so it's kind of like, yeah, if someone was like very casually doing comedy as a hobby, right? It's like, would you really call yourself a comedian? Some people do, some people don't. You say don't. you do comedy. You do, oh, yeah, I do comedy sometimes, you know, yeah. I, I, it's like, I do comedy as a hobby. You, you can say it like that. And I would, if I, yeah, you kind of want to be sensitive to, or, or just like, you don't want to step on, you know, like identifying like, hey, it's kind of, it's like if a chick was calling herself bi, but she kissed one girl four years ago and has only ever dated men and, but like actively identifies as bisexual, you know, you don't want to be that person. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's a, that's what I've been struggling with because it's like, I have a lot of opinions about sex work and I do consistently participate in sex work. It's just not like a main form of income right. for me. I, I I make decent money off of it. Yeah, but I, with the OnlyFans now, I mean, it really kind of is more becoming like you're actually like a sex worker. Well, yeah, that. And then, you know, even before I had an OnlyFans, like I would cam with people for money, you know. Mm, even, oh, yeah, you, yeah. You've been doing that since you were a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, maybe you just are a sex worker. But but to me, the, see, this is why I've had this internal struggles because I've kind of consistently done it since I was like 16. Yeah, off and on in various forms. Yeah, but but it's never been a main form of income or a form of survival or a, or a necessity for me to do. Well, I don't think it, it's supposed to be like a necessity. I or, know, but just like when, when, when I think of like of a worker, idea. even in like the classic kind of like sense of like workers versus, you know, managers or whatever, yeah. right? Or workers unite. I'm it's a like, sex manager. <laughs> well, I'm not a manager by any means. <laughs> means but it's like i don't feel like i have the invested um i don't i don't know how to put it this is why i don't know if i'm going to add this in here because I, I really can't parse my way through it 
I just feel as if like it's not enough of a necessity for me or a definitive enough like career choice, job choice, life choice that like I that by calling myself a sex worker, I kind of take away from other narratives and other people who like no, like you're a sex worker. That's what you do fucking right. night in, night out. Right, exactly. Like, Taking away from their narratives is kind of what I was yeah. trying to get at. It, 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 yeah. And like the more serious plights and like problems like with sex work in general, right? Like there are real things that need to be fixed about sex work and, yeah. and that don't really pertain to, you to me. Very often, yeah. I mean, I would just, I think that's fine to kind of think of yourself as someone who, you know, we, we always want to noun things in English and our whatever, you know. And so it's just like, think of it more as like it's something that you do sometimes it's a part of you 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 know you could say like you know i'm kind of a sex worker (laughs) whatever i mean i just think it all you're not going to be going you're not going to be putting it in your twitter bio so it's like i think that's all that really matters here you can kind of think in your head like how much do i want to identify with the concept of being a sex worker but as long as you're not putting in your twitter bio i mean i think you know what i mean that's where the line is you're putting it on your business card introducing yourself at parties hi i'm a sex worker and a comedian you know I I just, I I think it's pretty obvious, you know, how to But see part of me. The other side of me also thinks that like, maybe there is an argument for people like me saying that they're sex workers. Basically. Yeah. Well, kind of how I've always normalizing, not, not just normalizing, but I've always said that about kinky people. Like Mm -hmm. we talk to people who are like, well, I'm not really kinky, but I do like kind of being spanked and having my hair pulled a little bit. And it's like, no, you are, you need to start thinking of yourself as kinky. Right. We're just, you just put the line somewhere arbitrarily to the left of yourself. Yeah. And so I'm like, am I doing that with myself and sex work? It's an interesting kind of like, it's not an important thing to parse out for me necessarily, but just uh, a thing that's been. Yeah. Word. Yeah, I think it's kind of fun. Anytime I've thought of myself, even just having an OnlyFans to be like, oh, I'm doing sex work, you know, like just conceptually, it does give me like a little thrill, you know? I mean, it's not something I'm, you know, I'm at all being like, oh, am I a sex worker, you know? But just. Um, which, but at the same time, I've also had this thought just cause it's like, well, I'm not ashamed if I am quite frankly, to the extent that I ever am doing sex work, I'm doing, I'm only going to do the sex works that I choose to do and that I find fun and whatever. And so I'm like, yeah, it's also true. Just like, but I've, I've done a million things a tiny bit. You know, that's kind of like one of my things, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like I do, I'm like, it's kind of my thing. Wait, it's kind of one of my things. Um, I do a lot. So the, this is just one of those things. I've done a tiny little bit. So it's like technically I'm a sex worker. I'm an umbrella holder. I'm a leg hair trimmer. You know what I mean? Like in that same sense. So, I mean, yeah, you want to uh, um, claim it to the extent that it ever m- makes sense to because you're being out and proud about the fact that this is something that you do. And then you wouldn't want to claim it any time in any context where it is. Um, minimizing or whatever what other people do and I think that's that's just context dependent and then you just know within yourself like oh I'm kind of a little bit of a sex worker whereas I know in myself like I have a tiny little fraction of a bit of a sex worker (laughs) I think that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah I like that I, did we talk about, I guess you must have told me that it's called Voray, this eating. Vor. Vor. Oh, is it Vor? I don't know. Because I saw someone use it on Twitter or something yesterday. And I was like, what does that word mean? Yeah. no one kept saying. And then I asked someone and they were like, eating people, you know. And then what did they say? Oh, because they were wondering what hard Vor would be versus just regular Vor. And I was like, I don't know. Probably eating them while they're alive just based on yeah. what I know of. 
Is that what hardvor is? I mean, I don't know because I've not really looked into is that it. Like not an official. It's it's term? one of those things hardvor that like really. I can only get into with like alien stuff and on a special occasion. So yeah. it's like if I'm imagining being eaten, it's like I've been impregnated and had the babies of this like alien race. And then like the babies have to eat me or something. But I'm so out of it that like yeah. I just give in to feed my chi- my spawn, you know, to like go off and conquer the galaxy or whatever. But like. I don't know, hardvor versus vor. Maybe like hardvor, you're seeing like blood and guts and people actually being like Hardcore eaten for, versus like regular vor. It's just like, you know, they're about to be eaten or they're in the mouth or they're tied up like on like a tray, you know, like a pig with a thing yeah. in their mouth. Like hardcore vor might be like, you know, you actually see somebody like burnt to a crisp over a spit roast versus like, I guess I wasn't vors. even they're imagining this on the spit as, roast. as, as porn so much as like these people's fantasy lives to people. It was like just a little Twitter circle of people who were all into vor that I stumbled across for a second. And so, you know, for them, I don't think there is like a, they're acting this out. I'm not, I'm not sure they were even talking about porn. I think just in their own mind, like, so well, there's it's a lot interesting of- to think about like, thinking of stuff inside your own brain as like hard versus (laughs) you know what i mean like i just fantasize about people getting eaten but like they're not really dead in this sort of way my mind or i feel like fantasize about eating someone and watching as they die while i drink the blood from their leg you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah i mean i guess it's totally two different people though because i i I definitely do that where i like wash over some of the stuff that's really happening in my fantasies yeah but i think it's i think we i think there's a distinction though between vor and cannibalism cannibalism is wanting to eat somebody. I think Vor is specifically wanting to either be eaten, oh, be eaten, or to watch somebody like be cannibal eaten. Bottom, bottom or cuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or foyer. But um, okay, so that's interesting. That well, but and, it's the same thing, right? We're just talking about which pocket it's in, or whatever, right? But but most of the time, also when I've seen Vor, it's not uh, one human eating another. I mean, it might be, but it's oh. usually in pretty fantastical situations where if it's like human Werewolves on human, well, even if it's human on human it's like a giant human versus a tiny human or like so most people aren't graphically imagining human people eating each other i mean there's definitely that i think that i think that type of like person-on-person cannibalism is popular as fuck but like i and again this is probably only what i'm seeing because usually when i'm getting close to vor it's in in some sort of like alien fantasy kind of like blog or like forum or something right Uh uh-huh but okay well so maybe there is maybe cannibalisms are the top cannibalists are tops and vores are the bottoms or the voyeurs and that's what like that's just interesting to me kind of i I mean i guess most cannibals are doing it are because they're like weird they're hungry or they're weird sociopaths who are kind of well i've heard i don't know if it's a sex thing for hannibal lecter it kind of was though well it's like that one dude that got arrested for eating another dude's dick but he wanted him to eat his dick i see i think i think vor maybe vor Vor is the guy whose dick gets eaten well maybe vor does include cannibalism but i want to say that it's like not involving like people on people it's like getting eaten by monsters and shit it would be weird yeah i mean i feel like vor should you should be able to be a vor top too but you want to be the monster eating the yeah person? you want I'm just saying that should be that should, I, it's weird to think they have their own term for just the bottoms versus the tops of a fetish so I think vor probably don't. just relates to like it, liking being eaten or or eating you got to be able to be a vor t- let's, <laughs> let's just look, look it, it up. up okay because otherwise I just I just don't feel like can we need another term.
Oh dear, we're going okay. to Urban Dictionary. One being eaten. Yeah, this is so I was right. Okay, so cannibalism is for being eaten by a person, and vor is for when you're being eaten by a creature. So here's the de- definition on Urban Dictionary. Short for vorophilia, uh, a fetish in which one fantasizes about being eaten alive or eating another creature alive. Okay. Sometimes known as <laughs> phagophilia. What? <laughs> P-H-A-G-O. Oh, phago, maybe? Phagophilia. Yeah, but I'm saying it. Phagophilia. <laughs> The most common type of boar is, quote, soft boar, which is being swallowed or swallowing whole with no bloodshed. There's also the less common, quote, hard boar, which involves tearing and chewing of flesh. Fuck, I nailed that too. That's what I fucking said. God damn, I'm good. Other types of boar include macrophilia and microphilia, in which one character involved in the boar is larger or smaller than the normal one. Okay, so that's what I was talking about, where there's like mm-hmm, giant people. And- yeah, many might associate vor with cannibalism. However, most vorophiles do not favor cannibalism. Vor is an imaginary fetish, that is, it is impossible to perform in real life wow. and in the way most fantasize, unlike most cannibalism. Yeah. See, so yeah, so cannibalism is just for like eating people. For but, people, but vor is more monster based. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't be a top or a bottom, as it turns out. It's still vor. Okay. Well, I'm glad we squared that away. So can I read the, the letter from the listener, though? Yes, that's please. That's all four-related. Um, are we supposed to say their name? I don't think... I don't I'm know. not saying their name. I mean, I, I've okay. just been saying Let the us listener. Know. Anyone who... If you ever write us in something and you either don't want us to share it or do want us to say your name or something, just you, you mention that. Um, we'll do, you know, whatever you're asking for. It's reasonable. Okay, so this listener wrote in and said, Hey, y'all, it's me again, your local abortion fetishist. I was listening to... Because she, she was... She's written uh, us in before about how she does have an abortion fetish. Yeah, I can't remember all, all the details, but it's just pretty awesome yeah. that we really do have at least one listener with an abortion fetish. <laughs> we knew it. <laughs> okay, I was listening to one of your episodes from late 2018 and wanting death as part of sex. Uh, thought you might like to know that it's been a lifelong thing for me or a long time thing for me. I love the idea of being eaten alive or torn to bits by some sort of predator or cannibal. So either one for her, uh, the cannibalism part, especially Hmm. both me and my partner find both me and my partner. Like that's amazing that they're both being hunted bottoms. You know, like hopefully they're poly. Um, both me and my partner find being hunted down and eaten to be extremely hot. And they've had many dreams of me catching them rape. Oh, that's a vapor. Okay. They've had many dreams of me catching them, raping them and then eating them to just, she i'm just gonna say she to make it easier to talk about these two people but also i just feel like she's a she for some reason um i should just said i feel like they're a she (laughs) okay and they've had many but so like yeah does she dream about them catching them raping them and eating them too i don't know why she would just say it that way there's just something extremely hot about jaws and being consumed this has been present ever since I was a child, honestly, because whenever I would play games where you can get eaten, I would do that over and over and over again, even if it meant I lost the game, simply because of how entertaining it was. Do you, do you remember games from your childhood where y'all got eaten? No. Like, it sounds like something that could have happened back when you're, like, really little. Adults I, mean, feel the, I, I mean, I've definitely, you know, it's that thing, like, in the, mon- like, little kids playing monsters, like, ah, I'm gonna yeah. get you, right? Like, I'm gonna eat you, or playing, like, you know, free, fire, foe, from, you know, playing James and the Giant Peach, where, like, you are all hiding from the giant, one kid's the giant running around, but the, th- the idea behind that is if they find you, it's gonna fucking eat you. I mean, I didn't... <sighs> Anywho. Sorry, no, I was just um, 
having a moment. Uh, yeah. Okay. Remember the way that <laughs> the adults would play with you when you were like two, three, you know, they're chasing you around and tickling you a lot and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you remember that as a kid? Do you remember like when that was happening? Yeah, I hated it. Yeah, me too. Me really too. And I'm I would, like, I would get bit do, too. Does everyone else? Yeah. So maybe there's biting here. So does everyone else? When when you're a kid, are most kids fine with that when they get older, or do we do we all hate it and we should stop doing that? Or why are you bringing this up though in relation to war? Oh, it just made me just have that just like awful feeling of like. Oh, was I molested? What is this? I don't know. Because I was just thinking about the things that adults do to you as kids. Because she's talking about, oh, you know, as uh, when I was a kid, I loved those games where you could get eaten. So I'm kind of imagining she's talking about something like that where adults oh. are like pinning you down and like, Maybe rom, 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 like biting chunks of your stomach. And I'm just like, I don't know. It just, it does feel a little creepy to me sometimes. Yeah. Like I'm mostly a fan of like, we all should like hold babies and talk to toddlers and play with kids and be whatever. You know, like that's an important thing for most people to be doing that. And you should have people in your life and be comfortable, whatever. And, and it's not weird for old men to tickle a baby, whatever. But like sometimes as the kids are getting just a little bit older, some of the older kids or adults, the way that you're are playing, I'm like, not all kids are still babies at that point, I guess is the thing. Some two or three year olds or and four year olds are like much more aware so that it becomes almost like molesty molesty because I think that's what it is. It's like I didn't have to get molested to know like I didn't have to have like a dick. I don't know, you know, rubbed on my face or whatever for me to know like I'm being molested and I don't like this. And when I say no, they won't listen to me because we have this thing where it's like you're just allowed to do raspberries to kids. And even if they're screaming, no, you just laugh at them. And sometimes they're laughing because their tickling response is happening and they can't help it. And so then they're betraying themselves because it's seemingly consenting to the molestation that the adult is doing. Yeah. And I'm like, did some fucking pedophiles just make that game up, Raspberry, and just spread it around the culture and groom us no, all? No, I just <laughs> think we don't take children seriously. seriously. Yeah, that's what I really think. I think we don't, like, listen to children mm -hmm. half as much as we should. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I think it is, it's like some two-year-olds are fucking dumb as bricks or whatever, just on a different <laughs> wavelength. Yeah, they're they're not really conscious yet. You know, they're just kind of not, they're barely coming online. But then there's Other some where you like look in your eyes and you're like, damn, yeah. some shit's popping back there. I can see. Yeah. And you really need to respect those kids autonomy and ability to say no and whatnot because then what are you doing to kids when you're t when you're telling them when every adult is is ganged up to say no that we're all gonna laugh at you when this adult has you pinned on the ground and you're screaming no i hate this stop and they're still doing it and everyone's laughing what is that what does that groom us to do well, I mean, it grooms people to have a lot of fucked up problems. It's clearly evident yeah. by our current <laughs> <laughs> lived existence. Yeah, I, yeah, it's a it's a fucking me too we ass childhood is what it is, and it's like let's just not. I don't know. I don't. You know, I don't have kids. I have finally a niece, and I, I that hasn't like come up but no one's i've never seen anyone like tickling her or anything i think if i ever saw someone like tickling her and her saying no i feel like i would be like whoa 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 can we have a talk about this whole tickling children against their will thing i don't know i just like feel very strongly about this clearly clearly yeah you know <laughs> so anyway 
<sighs> getting eaten. Getting eaten. Hold on. I didn't even finish her thing. Okay, so she she loved being eaten by whoever as a kid. In Star Wars Battlefront, you can get eaten by that dessert plant. Uh, desert desert plant. plant. So yeah, the Sarlacc. Star Wars. What is that? Is Star it a video Wars game Battlefront. Or yeah, it's a video. But I'm sure there's like a Tatooine level where yeah. you can be thrown into the Sarlacc pit. Okay, so you can get eat, eaten by that desert plant thing that ate Boba Fett, which would kill you. I always didn't kill Boba Fett though. He climbed but, out because he has on Mandalorian but, but, armor, but, which would kill you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always did that a ton, and I still love the idea, especially being digested for thousands of years or whatever it was. Well, that part I can kind of get behind. Kind of like if you put yourself in that headspace with a black hole, where you're like, who knows what it's like to go into a black hole? I might not die immediately. You know, it's the same thing. If you get yourself into the "I might not die immediately" thing and think about being digested for a thousand, that sounds so relaxing. You know what I mean? Once you're once you're like in a place where you're, you're not feeling pain anymore. Well, it's helpless. Yeah, you're helpless and it's just like, it's oh, I could just be. <laughs> so if, yeah, I want to like, is that even sexual for you or were you just like enjoying like a, a meditative no, I mean, state? I, I, pro- I mean, I'm sure it's sexual, but like, I mean, think about it. Like if you're being digested, you're surrounded by goo oh, and yeah. like you're just covered in that and like it's warm and like the goo of the stomach is all pressed up on your genitals and like, That's you know, you you're just me. like, Oh, that see that's why it's hot. Like just sitting yeah, in like, like that a, maggot trash can, that maggot dumpster lady. <laughs> you know, not gonna lie. After I went back and revisited <laughs> no. that, I was like, I can kind of see. <laughs> I can kind of get into the, putting some maggots in my pussy and like oh, feeling no. like I've become another thing. Like just the vessel to carry these maggots in. Like, oh, that's pretty... I remember listening to that episode with the girl while we were in the car, and like we we don't always listen to Jennifer Fluid together. It happens sometimes, and it happened to just come on. And then it was like, this is probably the first episode she'd heard in like a couple months at the time. So it was just like, mm. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that one was so, I mean, I was like retching while trying to drive. Like I could, <laughs> I was afraid we would get into an accident listening to that the second time. Ugh. I, I really like, um, I like the idea of being eaten by a thing, kind of. Like, uh-huh. like, Again, like Jonah a, and the whale, a, and like you're if it's a out. spacey thing, that that makes it more fun. Yeah, you know, like a like an alien. Also, like I don't know for some reason. Like I know earlier I was saying I'm not that into it, but that listening to what the reader wrote, like something about mentioning the jaws mm-hmm. changed it for me. Where it's like there is something kind of sexy about a thing opening its jaws to eat me. I don't think I actually like the idea of being eaten, but I think there's something really provocative at that just beforeness when its mouth is open and I know I'm going to be crushed by its teeth or like eaten whole and Mm -hmm. swallowed. There's something there. Okay. Okay, great. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. The whole thing sounds okay to me, like being eaten. Um, if I put myself, I got, well, you know, when I was a kid, I would fantasize about being roasted over a fire and like, and then eaten. I think, I think that was a part of it. I just didn't really dwell on that part, but, um, you know, so being killed and whatever, like, like I said, you can put yourself in this weird middle space where it's like both true and not true that you're being eaten alive. Um, and then the, it just ends. Have you ever read that story? The most dangerous game. Do you know what that is? Yeah, that's like where the rich dude hunts people. Oh, yeah. I fantasize about that a lot. And I'm always so disappointed when it explains that the guy hunting people for sh- for sport fed the corpses to his dogs instead of eating them himself. 
It's so great. <laughs> what a fucking waste of humans. Oh man, you're gonna feed them to dogs? No, what's the whole point? It's like if the porn ends the wrong way for you. You know, you're reading some erotic mm-hmm. story and then you're like, oh, what? You know. Uh, thanks for reading. Keep doing what you're doing. Have a good day. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty tight. <laughs> Someone's out there thinking about not just abortion, but <laughs> getting eaten alive by a big, like I'm imagining like a, a big, like wolf like creature with big jaws. See, I just think you don't have, uh, you, I mean, for me, you got to go to that fantastical place of like creating new creatures to be eaten by like mm-hmm. going for like mm-hmm. the classic like oh i'm getting eaten by a wolf i'm getting eaten you know oh no uh see like a, a giant octopus is gonna eat me or whatever it's like nah fuck that like invent like a whole new species to like get eaten by one design just to eat you like that's what's sexy to me what would your species look like i'm imagining them honestly starting off looking a little bit like mike from monsters inc <laughs> Uh, voiced by billy it. crystal you've never seen monsters Inc. <laughs> what the fuck dude oh man you gotta catch up you gotta um yeah he's tiny he's the tiny round green one okay i think i, I see something in i imagine like that but, but really wrappers. large like super big right okay probably like, like a circular thing yeah kind of circular probably like 20 ish feet tall 20? right oh like a big thing. I want to okay. be. I want to feel really tiny if I'm going to be oh, eaten. Okay. Um, I don't want it to be close yeah, to I my thought, size. I want it to be like a, a like a nice feast. No, I want to be a morsel to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And this, I'm just like getting popped down its throat, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, kind of like Mike, but oh, without it. If you're tiny enough, then you could just Jonah and the whale it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, That's a or, different or one chomp is going to kill me, and so I'm not yeah. like cognizant for a long time, right? Uh-huh. Like, you know, if. Like a, I'm fucking dead. Okay, know? but so you're not including in the fantasy. Oh, I make it alive, slide down his throat. And now I get to live. No, and it's that's just what a- I'm saying. It's just the pre-eating that's sexy. Like okay, knowing okay. I'm gonna be eaten, and until that moment that the jaws uh-huh. open, because that's I, I, what I want. I want Mike from Monsters Inc. But with his mouth a little bit higher up on its head, and with two eyes, and like um. Cause, because I want, like, that giant mouth that he has. He has, like, such uh-huh. a large mouth. And since the jaws are what's doing it for me, I kind of want a bigger jaw Yeah. to open. Yeah, big jaws. And then his eyes are right there. So you guys get to, like, look each other in the eyes as he's about to eat you as a little snack. That's kind of cute. I like the, in- I like the intimacy of the moment, the relationship there. I can also kind of get into it if I'm imagining, like... Um, I'm like Frodo and I'm like about to be eaten by the trolls in The Hobbit. Yeah, I never read that. God damn it. I can't make <laughs> I've read lots of other weird things. I know. I but all of my, all of my, sorry, all of my Vore literary references and media references are <laughs> failing right now. At, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why, why would it make a sound like that? I accidentally what? hit the SOS button on oh, it. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's a weird feature. Has anyone used, has that been a good thing in anyone's life or has it only ever given us miniature heart attacks? I mean, I'm sure it's helped some people, you know, Maybe. it just immediately makes a loud sound so people won't murder or rape you and but I'm how pretty do you sure even it calls it? the police. Do you even know? You just to... hold the power button. Oh, just hold it down? Mm-hmm. Oh, which is the little button in the bottom? I can't even remember. I'm it's like, which buttons are even there on different anymore? different phones. Yeah, I'm I like, don't know. I Learn your phone. You only need to know the one. You don't need to know all the button combinations. Just the <laughs> one. Here. Well, that's you know, just never come up. Oh yeah, this is horrible. But um, 
I was listening to, and you might need to cut this part out. <laughs> okay. But I was listening to, uh, I think Sam Harris had a, like a, a guy who become a journalist about uh, pedophilia rings, child tra- sex trafficking and stuff. And so he was just talking about, you know, the a lot of it's just, you know, they trade so much child porn over Facebook Messenger and over all kinds of stuff on the internet, Dropbox and everything. And then, and then the now Facebook and some companies are trying to be like, well, because of your privacy, we're going to encrypt everything. But it's also like, well, then they're not going to find the, the, the child photos anymore if they're not, you know, all that kind of stuff's going yeah. on. Um, mm-hmm. that's its own thing but then he started talking about how they had recently like people have started using Zoom meetings for child porn and in fact I w- wound up looking it up and I kept finding stories from like around the world mostly Britain and America but um, but where a number of different times people have like basically like photo bombs child porn into like a school board meeting that's happening over Zoom. What? Yeah, it's like what? That's like it's, it feels like those are like truly chaotic evil people who aren't even probably pedophiles but just unmoved by it and are just able to like think yeah, this is funny. That's fucking wild. It's wild. So like That is some chaotic evil shit. Chaotic evil. I don't even think that's pedophiles going, "Let's groom the kid." Because I mean, you could get caught. I'm like, I mean, "What is, the fuck?" Dude? Is lawful evil the pedophiles that are like, "Look, just just keep it amongst us, you guys." Like at least they're like keeping it insular. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they have they're still rules. evil but like lawful oh yeah um but so then they said Can that we- they actually busted they busted a uh a, a guy there had been a guy who had a child and like i think it was a boy and yeah had to have been a boy or else i would have been way more bummed out by the story um but <laughs> sorry man um but <laughs> they took a a boy to like some kind of like warehouse or shed or something um and then like 12 men were watching it on zoom as he was as he as the man molested raped this boy Oh, and wait so they're live streaming they live streamed on zoom because zoom you know but like is that what they're all doing when you're saying they're sharing child porn is it like no it's like a, not like the one that's like facebook watch things like hey everybody come sit around and watch this video together or is it like zoom meeting like live streaming molestation i think yeah so i think like uh maybe 30 teachers are at home having a conference call or whatever and then all of a sudden someone takes over the screens for everyone and puts child porn in there. And then, and then everyone just quits the thing and freaks out and then they have to call each other and figure out what happened and be like, Oh no, my God. I mean like the pedophiles that are meeting and holding these things. Like you're saying in this one, in this one, they're doing it live. They're doing it live. I didn't know if that was what they were mostly doing. If you knew, or if they were, if it was mostly like just share, using zoom no. to share pre-recorded <laughs> no, video. I think for the most part, they have a lot of other ways to share recorded, pre-recorded video. They had, but zoom because this new tech, you know, newer platform situation, whatever happens to allow us all to do this really easily it's just the new the thing the pedophiles are also using now it's just as it's just as easier for them to use zoom for these kinds of calls as it is for everyone else for whatever we're doing so you know they um they just shared the link or whatever started a meeting and 12 different men around the world i think around the country um yeah it was i can't remember where it was but um and uh yeah a man was just you know doing that and i mean like fucking this kid fucking this kid and these 12 men are watching so like it's just it's just one of those things where 50 percent of me is like 
I would, we should shoot those men in the head. Well, 100% of me feels like we should shoot those men yeah. in the head. Anybody who rapes anybody, when we know you've raped someone, you've just intentionally actually just raped someone, I think we should immediately shoot you in the head. And I'm fine with that. Even though I'm technically against death penalty <laughs> for rape of anyone. Somebody even want to talk about rape of children. No, if you rape someone, we should shoot you in the head and convey the message that that is not acceptable. That's not something we're going to be doing as humans. Yeah. Personally. Um, but I also find that story super fucking hot, <laughs> dude. I cannot, I mean, <laughs> it's like to be a child, to be the little boy and that is being right. And then people are watching you on zoom during a pandemic. <laughs> Why is it that the worse something is, the hotter it is. Oh, I blame the Mormons as always, but yeah, I mean, when you were describing that to me, I was like, oh. <laughs> when you sent me the link to this, like, I didn't purposely didn't read it because I kind of wanted yeah, to hear you your description, it. and I was afraid of what I would find when I read it. But yeah, like, but I straight I up was like, I, I asked, I was like, can I, is this supposed to be one of those trauma or erotica things? And you were like, no, I mean, it's just supposed to be fucked up, but yeah. also, yeah. <laughs> also, it's definitely both. I had forgotten about the game at the time, but um, oh, it's, that but it's it is a, a good idea. Great winner. Because again, I'm a big exhibitionist, so anything where I'm being shown off to other people, especially when they're like anonymous yeah, and like anonymous, I can't see they them. They just get to see you. Oh my God. That like level of power exchange of visibility is fucking like... Oh. Or you could even maybe <laughs> so good. Maybe it'd even be better sometimes to have the the screens the screen up and you could you look over and see the faces of all these people. Yeah. If I would only hot. like it if they were disgusting. No, I, I would want them to all be super hot. <laughs> <laughs> see, if I like if I'm looking at it, like I don't want to see some like hot pedophile trying to get off to me like I want to feel extra degraded. I want to look Ugh. at you and think like, wow, you look fucking filthy. You look like a piece of shit. Like, I can't believe <laughs> you're getting to sit here and watch this happen to me. Like, no, I yeah. <laughs> I have a very different, like creepy lizard people fantasy where there really are a cabal of evil, hot pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speaking of <laughs> deterring rapists. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here's a here's a fetish um, <laughs> that is actually the opposite of deterring rapists that uh, uh-huh. we've never talked about before somehow, which okay. is rape baiting. Oh, you mean like like in the movie Candy? I don't know. I've never seen Candy. Well, I guess that was more like <laughs> pedophile uh, baiting because well, it's oh, Ellen like, Page. Oh, when hard candy. Oh, hard candy. Yeah, which I get the one mixed up with. There's like a heroin movie, maybe. Um, book. But rape baiting is like where you go out and like putting yourself in a position where like yeah, you're, you're going to get raped. Race. Yeah, but not to like do anything bad, but to actually be raped. Like it's yeah. like it's like talked about a lot on like blogs where people like are have rape fantasies and would love yeah. to be raped by a stranger, right? Right. But you want it to be real. Mm-hmm. You want the rapist to think that you don't want to be raped. Yeah, because it's like it's consensual. If if he knows that you want this to be happening, it ruins it for both of you. You know, <laughs> but the way, pe- yeah, and the what way that's- the way people talk about it though is like, let's put. I'm going to put myself in a situation that's truly dangerous. That I is might a hilarious not be okay. scene to write. Can we just like write a sketch where this guy wants to rape this chick, wants to be raped, and then they both realize midway through. Wait, wait, you want? Wait a minute, did you just say yes, Daddy? Like. Oh no 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 no! Stop 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 stop! I hate it! I hate it! And then they just like the whole they like 
he just sits down deflated and now they got to I can't get off if I'm not actually and raping I, you, you. You want this, don't you? You want this. Yeah. <laughs> a, a rape baiter's worst nightmare, somebody. <laughs> it's like that scene in the L word when the, the dude realizes the lesbians just want his sperm that they don't really want. It. You know what I mean? It like ruins it for him. It's like kind of like that moment where they're all just like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. No, no. <laughs> anyway, it's fucking... <laughs> dark and bad. I just I thought about where we'd put it, but I don't either. I just thought about it because I, I read like a really good. Pe- my favorite thing about it, like most things like this, is the erotica surrounding it because oh. people write, you know, quote true stories of like that time I went rape baiting, and it's usually something like okay. I've been thinking about it for a long time, and I'd really wanted to, but I'd been too afraid. But I finally decided to go rape baiting the other night, and here's what happened to me. And, like, they tell the story, like, you know, like, I wore, like, a skirt that was, like, way too short and, like, you know, dressed like a real slut and went out to a bar and, like, in, like, a not-so-like-good part of town where there are a lot of, like, douchey guys hanging out and, like... Uh, I've got, I got way too drunk, got visibly drunk and then watched for like a group of guys to like leave. And I kind of like followed them out and like made myself noticeable until they like, I heard them talking about me and then finally they all came around me and started messing with me and pulled me down an alley and like, yeah, it's like, fuck. I mean, I, I, I think this is like wrong, wrong, wrong. But like, what if people wrote like erotic fan fiction about like real shit from like what really happened with the lacrosse team? You know, the Duke lacrosse players or whatever. <laughs> if people ever write, like, fanfic of news stories. That exists. Like that, that 100% uh, Jerry Sandusky or whatever. Yeah, if people... Oh. The, but that's so wrong. <laughs> that's some dark web shit. It ought to be dark web that's shit. That's not dark web shit. That's Dude, some, like, let's Google it real allowed quick. allowed to? See if there's, like, Jerry... Is that the guy who molested all those... Yeah, the Penn State dude, you can't, Sandusky? That has to be, like, illegal or something to, no. to write fanfic about a fucking real child molester. No. Yeah, it's like, I'm sure people who are into cannibalism have, like, the, like you know, man, God, what I wouldn't give to be eaten by Jeffrey Dahmer and then shit yeah, out by the, him a week like later. That's, like, not as too soon as this other stuff. Um, I know, but I'm just saying, you know, for sure yeah. there are folks like, man... You know, the type of Epstein porn that's probably oh, being written yeah, right now? in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You're already writing it in your I've head. I've been writing porn forever. I know. Sandusky, I just never write it Sandusky's old, old hat compared to Epstein, right? You know, like, it's a... Uh, there's just, There's got to be so much Sandusky porn. It's just so uncomfortable sometimes listening to court... <laughs> I would rather be fucked by a dude with the last name of Epstein than Sandusky. That's so that is such a big part of it. It's like you're always raping someone if your last name is Sandusky. Sandu- <laughs> no sex you've ever had is considered. Everyone's regretting that your last name is Sandusky. Yeah, whereas Epstein, that's, that's fine. That seems like a passable last name. I don't know why it doesn't bother me, but it Sandusky. Sandusky is annoying. Um, yeah, I. it's funny because, yeah, this whole rape baiting... Uh, erotica or whatever we're gonna whatever um i in my fantasies sometimes would do these kind of intricate things um where in my in the in this world you can get on like an internet service and order exactly your rape fantasy and you want it to be like you could pick maybe even like the person out of a catalog or whatever the people um or just like generally kind of describe it which whatever and then um you could maybe pick like okay it's gonna be like some someone who comes over to do something on my house and you could pick i want it tomorrow or i want it in within like the next month or something so you would never really know when it was gonna happen you know what i mean so just think through all the different ways that you could do that so that in my fantasy like it wouldn't 
really be rape, I guess. You know, sometimes I sometimes I prefer to have that kind of thing where it's not really rape, but it's um you know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, that's not rape baiting as much as it is rape scheduling. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Like pseudo rape scheduling. But it's this or weird like thing. high end like right. kink like scheduling. Like, right. There's this weird thing because then you you wind up they're just like, Yeah, just call like for your norm like things that you would and eventually it's gonna be you know, so someone starts being like calling their cable and calling to have things fixed you know but you never know and then you're just like looking at these guys you know but then now it starts to look like the person anyway yeah it seems like a uh, but rape baiting yeah is a different thing I guess like you want it to be See, that's the thing. It bothers me. I don't want to give the man the satisfaction. So well, yeah, I don't want it to be It's not rude. your fetish. Yeah, I know. But it's just like, it's so close. It, like what I'm into. <laughs> I'm like, but I, but I have to, from like. You could rape bait somebody else. You could, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be a man. You could be, you could well, rape yeah. bait like a woman or a non-binary person. Try to rape bait a woman. Yeah, good luck. I <laughs> just, what a hot, what a hot thing if you could. <laughs> <laughs> That is the thing is that it's, you don't really ever see rape bait stories where it's like well, rape baiting women. Well, women like don't really rape, rape. dude. <laughs> um, it's kind of part of our thing. We really almost never do it. I mean, the statutory stuff sometimes, you know, but in terms of like, like my theater physically teacher. <laughs> raping someone. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Miss Wilson. Shout out a number of teachers at my high school. <laughs> but, you know, I just, yeah, adults and, 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 um, teenagers have been having relationships this whole time and it hadn't stopped everybody look all i'm saying is 28 year old me now would fucking pay a lot of money to get 16 year old me's back fucking me like yeah. i would love to feel what 16 year old me fucks like <laughs> that is some enthusiasm yeah, pedophile but yeah that's yeah, some, like, totally. enth- like the, the enthusiasm and like the the amount of like the physical shape i was in at the time oh my god yeah. I could just, I had just like the, you I know, just, most hearty, youthful dick. Just I just don't think I would have want to fuck myself any younger than like 24. <laughs> I just, I, I just didn't have that. that I don't want to fuck me. I want me to fuck me. Like I want to, no, I thought about that me. too. I thought about that too. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think <laughs> I would, I don't think I would like 16 year old me fucking me. I don't think I'd like bottoming for 16 year old me that much, but like, I do think I would like it enough that I would do it about three times. I, I mean, it just seemed fun and interesting for sure. No matter what. So if, if I'm, if God gives me the opportunity to get fucked by my 16 year old self, I'll probably say yes. You know, yeah. what do you get? You know, what a little bitch to say no. You, yeah. You got to Where's that DMT trip? <laughs> Y'all, I don't know what happened. Like, next. I took, I took that rip. Sure enough, there they were. There the beings were, beings alive. And like, do you want to fuck your sixteen-year-old self? And I was just like, fuck yeah, dude. I remember someone recently telling me that they could get DMT easily. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, I wonder. What, yeah, I wonder what it would be like. Um, I just feel like things are so different than they were two-ish years ago. Three. Years. When did we start this podcast? <laughs> I, I think it? like three years ago. It's like nearly we, three years. We've never done an anniversary episode. <laughs> we've never mentioned it. I know. I, I we know we, the pa- worst. we passed like a hundred episodes a while ago. You guys should really tell your friends and stuff like that about this podcast because we are so great about never doing that. Yeah, it's like if you if you want a podcast that doesn't try and shove itself down in your Here's throat it, yeah. as much as you would like a thing shoved yeah. down your throat. Mm-hmm. So ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners would love it. 
Uh, tell your friends. Yeah, tell to your this. friends, you little bitches. But we're bottoms. This is the problem. We're not just good at... This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha podcast. <laughs>